did you rebuild the puppet wall? I'm trying to uh, get into a vision quest. So, okay. Well, there's a lot work of work-related questions. Needs to be done though. I mean, I'm on. I'm on my 15. Just... I'm on my 15. Every time you keep talking to me, I'm resetting the 15. So I'll talk to you in 15. Okay. Well, you keep taking mushrooms each time. Um, and I don't know if that's helping anything. You got to give them a minute to kick in. What the fuck was that? I fucking swear, there's always some fucking explosion, some bullshit. I, uh, you know if what? You're, if, if you're here, you know and I'm here. You deal with it. I'm on my 15. I'm going back to my vision quest. Okay, cool. Um, water. What? Water. Have you done any of your work today? Uh, oh, fuck. California gold. <laughs> if... Give, me, give me a fucking water. Mm. The, you, we don't have any. You know we don't have any water. Oh, we don't got water. Just, Let's shut up, Cron. Just grab a beer, I what's, guess. Oh, yeah. What's something that doesn't mix with water? I don't know, like... Think about it. Chemical compound that makes it explode? Oh, what doesn't go with... What can't, what, what can't you mix with water, Kron? All right, fine. It's oil. Oil and water don't go together. <laughs> Remember the letters we wrote? The I quit letters? Sure. Get them ready! Okay. Did you hear that noise back there? Yeah, it sounded like a, a small bomb went off yeah, in, in the back room. Yeah, been taking all fucking day, and you two fuckers haven't even came back there to check on me or to fucking help. It's because you didn't want to help, not because you care about my health. Anyway, anyway. Uh, what the fuck did you do to him? He's been taking mushrooms 15 minutes, every 15 minutes, like a whole handful of them. I told you, don't give him any mushrooms before fucking noon he brought a big it's just a fucking like kroger bag that he had full of them when he got here what the fuck is kroger it's a grocery it's a regional grocery store oh i shop at dollar general anyway not anymore because we're fucking rich okay black gold baby black fucking gold cron look at my face covered in fucking black gold smells bones deep Oil, Bones, I'll say, it smells way weirder in person than you'd think. Okay. Karana, I'm I, fucking, I'm, these mushrooms are hit, man, because there is like a fucking, uh, uh, a demon standing in front of us covered in what looks black and thick and, uh. Yeah, that's Dan. It, that's it, just, ah! he works. Is it a fucking orc? Is yeah. meat back on ah! the menu, boys? What ah! the fuck is going on? <laughs> It's always fun to fuck with this guy. What? You no fucking, mushrooms before 12, you re- dude. You can't you handle reek, it. You reek, dude. You dude, what? fucking reek. Yeah, what, what room were you hell? in? Yeah, a fucking... You know what that smell is, guys? Freedom. What room freedom, were you digging in? Freedom. The porn room. Are you going to sell shit? Yeah, well, you're covered I'm, in shit. You were covered it's not in shit. shit. It's fucking gold, dude. It's fucking... 
pure California gold. It fucking reeks. It smells way worse in here than normal. No, dude. Just look it up on Wikipedia. Oil smells way weirder than you think. Like, you know, you think oil smells one way, then you smell it in real life, and you're like, that's fucking, that's disgusting. Does oil come out of the ground normally with uh, corn in it? It's shit, isn't it? Of course it is. God damn it. Of course. You got like... There's no oil that's like logs, dude. <laughs> that's not a thing. I thought it already like coagulated or because it's just been there for so long. Yeah. All right. So is here's my question. Is it looks like you hit shit. You hit a sewer line. Is it still leaking? Well, is the porn room flooded with shit? For, I tried to I've got it in a I got like two plastic bag, heavy bags full. And then it just got it gushed. So it's it's coming up. It's got it went, force. It went fucking plain view, plain view on me, dude. Yeah. All right. Well, we need to. All right. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to throw this out there. Why don't we use all these pieces of the puppet racks and throw that no, in there? Oh, dude, and we got to rebuild. That'll stop the flow. I don't know. Because, as you know, there's saloon doors to the porn room. It's going to start leaking into the fucking. I mean, oh, technically, we've contaminated. It everybody. hit me again, Kron. You are ten foot tall and beautiful. Oh, ah! yeah. All right. Oh, hold on. Um, All right, Dan. I got to call a cleaning company. Um, there are still guys back there shopping. <laughs> There always is. One of them helped right. me dig for like an hour. It was pretty cool. Okay. You call a cleaning company. I guess yeah. I'll do three people's work today. I think I got to call the city. Did that guy walk do, into the, do not call the store city, with dude. a brown bandana in his pocket? Yeah. Because that, that should have been your first sign. It was brown, dude. <laughs> it's brown he, now. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> I'm going to go grab some bathroom brush. Got this fucking is, water for this guy. Oh, it's going to be a great day, dude. It's going to be a great day. All right. I think the best thing to do, huh? we'll get some beers. Huh? We'll just ignore. Huh? Out of sight, out of mind. Huh? I'm going to pop in a video. Huh? You guys ready? Uh-huh. Yeah. It is On Deadly Ground, directed by Steven Seagal, this week on Five Day Rentals. Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals Podcast. This is the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre-specific category. This round's category is 
the big three, but really not the three you want. One film each. Steven Seagal, Chuck Norris, and of course, JCVD. This is a piggyback category to something we recorded in season one. Those were the films of Stallone, Schwarzenegger, and Bruce Willis. I think already we're getting into weirder territory than we were with those three. I will be hosting this week. My name is Cron Howard. I'm joined as always by a couple guys who would happily drink a gallon of gasoline to piss on a campfire. It's Laundry Dan and Bones. How you doing? God damn right. Howdy. Guys, I think you had both seen On Deadly Ground before, is that correct? Probably in 95, 96, yeah. I probably watched this in 95, 96, 97, 98. I've probably seen this eight times. Okay, okay. Five-star banger? No, 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 no. What do you think the what do you think's up with the naming convention of Seagal? It's like a lot of on deadly ground, you know, three. It's kind of got that cadence. Yes. You have above the law, out for out. justice, yep. hard to kill, marked for death. You you have the outlier, which is under siege, which a lot of people would argue is his best movie. And then you come back to On Deadly Ground again. Did he come back for Under Siege 2? He did. I think that was... He Part did of that. The deal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think because executive decision. I had read was that there was that kind too. of a thing of like, we got to get him back, so we'll just let him make whatever he wants. But then I was curious if he actually <laughs> held up his end of the bargain. Yeah. Have you seen Dark Territory? which is the subtitle of Under Siege 2? I've seen Under Siege 1, but I don't think I've ever seen 2. Under Siege, five-star banger. Uh, Dan made a face. It's been a while. I have to watch it. Five-star banger. Five-star banger. Um, I haven't seen it in a while either, but I would argue not a five-star banger. (laughs) uh, Under Siege 2 is actually a really good premise for an action movie. It's just a bummer that it's Seagal. So it'd be on this podcast then. It could be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he ever go like family friendly, like jingle all the way or anything like that? No fucking way. Not this guy. <laughs> Nothing's ringing a bell. I mean, I might be, you might have to go through. Because he was kind of in with Robert Rodriguez so. for a while. Like, I think, wasn't he in one of the Machete movies? Like, if you told Maybe me kills. he showed up in uh, fucking Spy Kids or some shit, I wouldn't be too surprised. But no. I think he I think he never got the feedback of any sort of positive reaction to his humor or that he had a sense of humor. And I don't think he could separate like having to be the most ultimate badass, like his ego would get in the way. Do you think he has a sense of humor? No, 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 not at all. I'm just saying like any time, like you would see him on, uh, 
you know, talk shows and shit where he would try to be funny. He would just constantly get worked over. And I, I think it's let's okay. Let's just put it out there. He's a piece of shit, right? Mm -hmm. We could talk two hours about how he's a piece of shit. That's true. Um, Kron, do you share my opinion? Can we, can we say two out of three podcasters agree? He's a piece of shit. Yeah, from everything I've seen, he seems like a yeah. complete asshole. So okay, he is. <laughs> um, if you look at that '90s run, pretty fucking dope, pretty dense, right? But I think a big thing that keeps him out of a higher tier, like the original Big Three, is zero sense of humor and awareness. Where it kills Stallone to do it, but he will, you know. Willis almost started more as a comedian and Schwarzenegger is just genuinely a funny person. So, um, yeah, but I think, I think like Seagal thinks he's the funniest out of all of them. 100%. But he, I don't think he could risk people laughing at him and him getting confused. Are they laughing at me with me? They still Mm -hmm. think I could break their arm. Right. It seems like maybe the nineties, he, had still of a kind of smart assy side remark, you know, like a a quick comeback. But as it went on, yeah, it was just a I'm just a badass. Plus, I think he put that effort that like a lot of these action guys will put into humor. He put that into his gift of music. <laughs> I wouldn't say gift. Oh, okay, maybe curse. Well, we're cursed to hear his music. Mm-hmm. But he gave it to the world mm-hmm. as a gift. The world a shitty said gift no. is still a gift, Dan. He does God seem like said no. He seems like out of all the action stars, and I mean they're all. I guess it's all shades of gray, but he seems like the one who is the most. I'm the funniest. I do the best stunts. Like I'm in the best shape, and like, none of it has ever been true. But I believe, I believe he believes like he's better than every other action star that's ever been. You think In the ninth, a- go ahead. I said, do you think he was afraid to do comedy, but he went and put out a fucking album? Yeah, but he thought that was like that's from the heart, r- dude. Really good music. <laughs> I think I would be more scared to put out a fucking album than like hey, people are gonna laugh at me. But he's the world's best blues guitarist, so why would he be afraid of that? Where do you read this stuff? You're the biggest Seagull fan here, I think. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is in the 90s, he was my guy, right? Like you, you put those other three just in a completely different echelon, right? But I totally was, I bought into the, Oh, he was like a legit like martial artist, badass. Like it's awesome that we get to watch movies with him. Like he could he could fuck them all up. He could like you know, in the 90s I would have told you, "Oh, Seagal could could kick Wesley Snipes' ass and Chuck Norris's ass and you know, all of them." And now Cron- I I'm, I'm embarrassed to ad- admit that, but wasn't it's not too late to switch your guy. Wasn't Chuck like a martial artist, though? Chuck is probably the most badass 
<laughs> I mean, I think if we're going to get fucking trouble on this podcast, I think if we're getting into this argument, like it's Bruce Lee, right? Like that's the guy who could, who could beat up every single I, one of these people. I like, don't stick, know. I think stick Chuck your, stick to I, your category. Crime. I think Chuck would have beat up Bruce Lee. Didn't Bruce Lee trade him? <laughs> nah, I, he might have, but I think I. No way. You, I think you Chuck. Think Alfred could beat up Batman, dude. <laughs> no. I don't know, and I think that was always something that uh, Chuck was always a little sour about. Because what is that? Is that? Uh, it's not Enter the Dragon. Fist of Fury. Is it no, Fist of Fury where they fight at the Coliseum? Sidekicks. No. No. Bounce, please don't pick sidekicks tonight. It's already written down. I can't. I'm not going back on it. It's, it's a fucking top dog. I know it is. Um, Why would I? I that's not a Bones that pick. Bones wouldn't pick top dog. You picked MXP. Yeah, Why it's fucking you pick awesome. Top dog. <laughs> All right, if but if we're just talking these three, Kron, if we're talking these three, Chuck, I would say Chuck as well. Fuck Chuck. What? Who are you, who are you picking? That's who so do you rude. think would win? <laughs> you this think JCV three man Hell in a Cell? I think Jean Claude would whip both of these dudes' asses. Nah, he would lose first. By the way, listener, I got my guy. That's who I wanted. My guy was Jean Claude. Like anything that came out, I rented. Guys, I will say, I know I've seen Under Siege. Uh, I know we talked about it briefly. There's like a Jamaican one, and I've seen that. Marked for Death. What's the name of that one? Marked for Death. Yeah. Marked for Death. And then maybe it might truly be at this point, I've just seen those two and on Deadly Ground. So you've only seen three Seagull movies? I think so. The guy's good, man. But also, I kind of got to say, I think I picked the right one for five-day rentals. I mean, <laughs> On Deadly Ground is unhinged. It's yeah. unfiltered Seagal. Yeah. 100%. You picked the perfect one for the show. I think we could have fun with any Seagull movie. We could. I mean, but just comparing this to Marked for Death, like this, this is on a different level, dude. He himself is a different level. There is some wild shit in Marked for Death. Um, Some stuff that I would be hesitant to. <laughs> Not to say that this movie is lacking in, in racism. It's got plenty. I'll keep covering Kron while you wipe that up. Um, but the fact that he is behind the camera and calling the shots allows him to get away with... Too much fun over here, dude. <laughs> All right. 
who gives a shit? I, I I I apologize to the world for being a Steven Seagal supporter. You don't have to at apologize. any point. Stop you know, I, I came. Or I've, I've. I think it's. I think it's perfectly okay to say yeah, I have fun watching these movies. The guy is a terrible human being. Yeah, He's I, not our I friend. Just, I know. Yeah, I'm. I'm the sensitive bad boy of the of the team. So I gotta yet apologize. He would like be attracted to our podcast though. He'd be like, I don't think based on what we're going to say in this episode, he would would be. Yeah, I think he would take it the wrong way. All right, guys, this is On Deadly Ground from 1994, directed by Steven Seagal. Uh, Also starring, and he did get a producer's credit. So I feel like the producer's credit was a contract stipulation. I don't think he put any money up on this. All right, we open on a scene of a oil rig on fire. Helicopter lands. Uh, we see the sight of Seagal. This is Forrest Taft. He gets out wearing a pretty, I don't know, offensive jacket. I guess Seagal would say it's his heritage, but is it? We... Is it a? Is it just? automatically offensive to wear a fringe jacket or is it the fact that it's like i think it's native the fact american-y. That it's got like the beaded design the native american like beadwork on it yeah i think you could just throw on like a fringe deerskin jacket you know yeah now i will never be a film director and i'll never get to be an action star but there's just something about oh we're gonna film me in the stereotypical boot step on the ground pan up lighten a cigar taking one puff throwing it away arriving on the scene in in what is probably $1,700 shoes it's you got your shot take it right Mm -hmm. I mean Eastwood would do it didn't he like demand like 30 million or something? Who's a goal? Yeah, and they didn't like want to give it to him. Well, the but the budget was what, 50? Yeah, 50 for the budget. So, maybe it was give me 30 or let me direct. I think the deal was he had to come back for the sequel Under Siege 2. Dark Territory. But I th- I think some company backed out because he wanted like $30 million. They were like, no, we're not giving you that much. But I don't know. Maybe that's for was for the second one. And he didn't direct the second one. This yeah. is the only one he directed, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is only director's credit. Uh, we see this little 90-pound guy named Hugh. He starts ripping into Forrest. He's like, this shit's a disaster. I told Jennings all this equipment was fucked up, uh, but he said we had to use it anyway. There's a little shot where, like, the helicopter door opens more and we're introduced to Jennings. So he's heard all this. Who uh, is? He is? He is Michael Kane. <laughs> what do we fall for? I mean... Uh. 
straight up Rudy Giuliani, like black comb dye in his hair. I think if he started sweating, yeah, it would come out. He looks incredible. Uh, well, I think Seagal was probably like, here, put a bunch of this shit in your hair. I use it every day. Uh, ADR report. Uh, this movie, holy shit. This, the cake. this five minute sequence is chock full of. I wrote one of these down. Uh, hey, Forrest is here. That fire is as good as out. <laughs> I think the bar I, scene is. Yeah, I wrote. I wrote a few more scene. for the bar scene. Uh, what the Forrest. fuck does this guy do? Who? Who? Forrest. What's his job? He puts out fires, man. Is he a firefighter? I know yeah. he's working for um, Kane here. Jennings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like he has like a, a firefighter background. And he, I guess, I guess Jennings has so many problems. He needs a full-time. I was going to say, if your company guy. has this much shit going on, there's something wrong with your company. I almost took it like a step further that he was like a cleanup specialist. Like his job wasn't necessarily like firefighting. He was like, he if, was, if contra- something goes wrong, you He's call like, this guy. Yeah. Like John C. McGinley's kind of like the administrative cleanup guy. And maybe Forrest just has, is like a generic contractor cleanup guy, whether it's like rescue fire shit whatever he's just because once we find out what his background is i was trying to reverse engineer it of they they don't mention anything about having a firefighting history maybe he is just maybe it's the explosive aspect of it right like he's an explosive expert so maybe you need some sort of specific qualification to be able to blow these out uh four says it doesn't make any sense why would jennings sabotage his own equipment he was kind of like, can't believe you'd side with him over me. I'm your buddy. Basically ends up calling Forrest a whore. I think Forrest retorts back of like, hey, I'd try anything for $350,000 or, you know, some crazy sum of money. For for $350,000, I'd fuck anything once. <laughs> Is that right. true for you guys? Yeah. That's a good chunk of change, dude. How dangerous is it? Let me call my accountant. I don't know if I'd go at like, you know, Truckosaurus, but. Plagor? I mean, from behind, though, if you're not dealing with the jaws or the fire, Truckosaurus it's, might it's be. going to spin around on you, dude. You let me get 350, Karan, and you'll be looking at some bandana colors. Uh, Forrest, at this I point, will. picks up a little metal shield. Oh, he's got He's got a chrome handkerchief in his back left pocket, dude. He likes to get fucked by Truckosaurus. Listen up, okay? I'm no, I just like to watch. Kind of to take that fucking thing pieces. off. Hey, hey, relax. Relax. You, Not me, it's somebody else. You take that space blanket out of your pocket if you're not serious. I 
I'm going See, to the we don't need to cover next. Maybe I shouldn't even. Do we don't that. need to cover cruising. We're just going to work it into every episode in season two. So, <laughs> you think somebody will eventually cut it all together to where it is mm-hmm. the whole movie? Yeah. No, because all we talk about is the bandana stuff. We we talk about a ten minute section of the film. <laughs> it's more than ten. Uh, cruising would have been a great greasy slimy category for when i brought that up where's the slime <laughs> new york city show yeah. me the slime dude it's a grimy ass fucking yeah, new york city it, movie think, dude yeah what color bandana is pro slime like i like to slime or get slimed it's like Just, a neon it's an onion head neon green green from you know? Why do you have that available? Yeah, why, why what, do you have Dan that just pulled in. Stop looking at my bandanas, dude. I think you just hang, was it a you just hang some gack out of your pocket. <laughs> it was it was a white bandana, and my kids just had slime left over, and I just let it soak. Don't don't put any water in it. You think it's gonna like save it, but it won't. It'll fuck it up. It'll separate. All right, Forrest picks up a little metal shield. I don't know what this would do against an oil fire. Like, it's non-insulated. It would get hot the moment you walked two steps towards it's, that fire. It's five degrees cooler than without. So, Is that the same one that Brew used to detect or do the laser, the laser that last episode? No, wasn't it a trash can lid <laughs> was it? that he used? I mean, that's ultimately what Seagull's holding. It's a trash can lid with a hole cut in it. Yeah, Bruce the trash man, dude. Uh, check out our latest episode of Thunder and Paradise. Honestly, though, he shows up and Hugh's like, we got your explosives already hanging on the crane. There's a exactly. chain already strapped. They basically yeah, they didn't need this guy. He does they called everything. in Forrest to push the button. Yeah, for Forrest. Exactly. Maybe I'm I'm now starting to think that that's what his job is. Like, he's just like a He's the only one certified to push yeah. the button. The hmm. other guys have done all the hard work. <laughs> They've already put the explosives up at the top of the fire. There was another movie in 1994 with a like lead character named Forrest, but I can't. I don't know what it was. I can't remember. Jenny. <laughs> If you look hard enough, you can see him running. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, this takes place during uh, (laughs) Forrest running across America. He made it all the way up to Alaska. Yeah, he looked. He was like, I'm dying. (laughs) Do you think this Forrest was also named after the Confederate general? (laughs) A president, Taft. <laughs> Don't ask me which one. Yeah. Seagull will get stuck in a bathtub soon enough at the rate he's expanding. <laughs> As those Russian horrors he's are gonna be, on him. Yeah, Orson Welles level soon. Maybe that's mm-hmm. the career he's trying to imitate. I hope when he dies, they find like a 
Like, oh, he's been working on this for 30 years. <laughs> you think Russia is going to fly him back to the United States? He's not coming back here. We know no, that. No, he has citizenship. Oh, I thought you meant, like, are they going to extradite him? Or, like, his body. Well, maybe he already has plans to be buried here. No. They're just going to fucking chuck him out in the snow, I mean, dude. I, I don't mean, think the authorities are going to arrest his corpse, though, right? I mean, like, once he's dead. Let the wolves have him. Well, I think, he like, needs, for, I think I science think, needs to get a look at that body. We got to figure out. I think we should arrest the corpse. I think the American people deserve that. Yeah, I agree with Bones. Polanski, or Polan- is it Polanski as well? Yeah. Yeah. And Woody Allen. Did he ever leave? Oh, no, he's fine. All right, so Forrest ends up hitting the switch that blows out this oil fire. On the plane ride back, Jennings asks asks Forrest what Hugh said. Uh, He's like, I don't know. It was a bunch of shit about some bad preventers. Uh, Jennings says it wasn't the preventers. It was human error. And as the foreman, Hugh will have to pay the price. This is my oil. Now it's all over the ocean and not in my pipeline. I'll have environmentalists and... He does say Eskimos here. The movie says Eskimos a lot. Uh, from here on out, I'm going to say Inuit. I think that's more appropriate. Good job, Kron. Uh But just to point out, the movie does use that word an awful lot, which is, uh, you know, somewhat offensive these days. Uh, but think, Jennings... You think Jennings was an inspiration for Trump? Like he's seen this and was like, yeah... I gotta be like that guy. Oh, that he was the hero of the movie? Yeah. What do you think Ah. Trump's favorite movie is? I don't know. You'll find out in two weeks when we get him on the show. I think it's Bloodsport, right? Oh, that might be right. I think he has said something about like a... It's probably Home Alone 2. All right, guys, we cut over to this shitty did bar. You, did you make the Paddington 2 joke? Because you cut out, and I was going to make the Paddington 2 joke. I cut out? Oh, no, I said it's Home Alone 2. Oh, I thought you mm-hmm. said Paddington 2, because no, I, I was going to say that. Have I been cutting out yeah. the whole time? You're, You're just, not, oh, you just that one time. Okay. You're just always thinking about it, aren't you, Dan? <laughs> Fucking mic drops out for a second. Oh, did hey, someone guys. mention Paddington? There's a fucking raincoat hanging up behind I gotta him. Go. I think I'm going to watch Paddington too. All right. We cut over to this shitty bar. There's a down on his luck Native American guy who's kind of going around asking for a drink. There's a local uh, dirt ball kind of guy. He's uh, he's the guy who has gas in Dumb and Dumber. Mike Starr? I think that's I believe right. believe he's the actor. He kind of acts like he's going to give him a drink, but quickly shoves him to the ground. Forrest stands up. The crowd gasps. But Forrest just kind of walks by him. Karan, I got Trump's five favorite movies. All right. Let's Let's hear hear him. All right. Bloodsport is correct. Any guesses? Is Home Alone 2 in there? No. Is Is there a John Wayne in there? No. I'll give you years. 41, 72, Kane, 39, and 66. 
How about a uh, Casablanca? Mm-mm. Air it's Force a- One. <laughs> Wait, what years again? 1941, 1972, 1939, and 1966. So Bloodsport is the most modern. Yes. 1988. <laughs> is a Dirty Harry one of them? He does have a, a Clint. He has a Clint. Good, the bad, and the ugly? 1966, yes, Karan. Damn. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's a Wonderful Life? No. Hell so no, dude. What What are the, thir- the 39 and the 41 are fucking me up? A, a movie about how good people are? <laughs> he probably, yeah, he probably he laughs turns it off when his angel arrives. Trash. Yeah. I don't know. Let's, let, let, let's just tell us. 1941 would be Citizen Kane. Oh, I Bull- said Kane. Bullshit. Did you? Yeah. Not bullshit uh, to you he, saying it. Bullshit that he's. Uh, 1972 would be The Godfather. 1939, Gone with the Wind. So kind of basic shit, to be so honest. So they asked him for five. He got Bloodsport out immediately and yeah. then had to recall what the other biggest movies of all time were. <laughs> yeah, what are things people like is where his brain went. These are probably the only ones he could think that were actually movies. All right. Forrest walks up to the bar. Hugh, uh, he kind of comes over and joins up with him. Hugh says, I told you all that equipment was messed up. You should check the requisition files. I can't access them, but you've got clearance. You should see if they're faulty. Faulty preventer, Forrest. This dirtball oil worker is still glancing over at Forrest. Uh, He calls the Native American guy over again. He's kind of like offering him a beer. When this guy reaches for it, he pulls it back and then throws the beer in his face. Forrest can't take it any longer, guys. Walks over and starts fighting this guy's entire crew. Great ADR line here. There's actually two. The first time he walks over and you think he's going to kick his ass, somebody yells, Holy fuck. And then there's a lady that's like, fuck him up, Forrest. And then on this walk over to actually kick their ass, there's a really good one of, uh, this guy doesn't have a fucking clue. (laughs) What do you guys think of, like, half of the people in this bar are dressed in, like, Alaskan, like, head-to-toe cold-weather gear, and the other half are wearing, like, short shorts and crop tops and shit like it makes no sense at all bodies are different man <laughs> you're not walking out in sub-zero temp like that if you're i guess that's how you tell the natives from the transplants huh i don't even know if it's 50 degrees the girls are letting the fucking puppies out uh during this fight I think the choreography is, like, really bad. Like, Seagal moves pretty slow. Kind of his thing, though, right? I don't... I've only seen three movies, dude. <laughs> you tell me. He kind of just... I mean, I guess he throws people 
through a lot of shit. He kind of lumbers. I mean, he just kind of. <laughs> he does a, a a big part of the Aikido and his style is let them come at me. So kind of initiate, let them come to me, and then there's like an explosive counter. Use their force against them. Yeah. And it's, I'm sure all these guys are stunt guys, but it's just the most random assortment of dudes, you know? This isn't the fucking John Wick stunt team. These <laughs> these guys look like they worked with Burt Reynolds 30 years before. Um, yeah, one, one of the guys he beats up, I mean, you only see it for a couple seconds, but it looks like an old man, like a 70-year-old man. Yeah. Like he has white hair. I almost, I almost feel like it. Like originally, they were like, "We're gonna have Hugh fight this guy," and Seagal <laughs> was like, "No, I'll I'll fight him. Like I'll I'll fight all of them." Oh, kind of like the there's a lady badass just so the lady hero has somebody to fight. Like, yep. this is the old guy counterpart. It almost seems like there's a stopping point, and then. They were like, oh, we need way more of this. And it like starts over again. Yeah. And it's almost exactly with that old guy because it kind of stops. He's like walking around the pool table and that old guy, he's like the seventh in line to get his ass kicked. He's the one that's like, hey, buddy, don't fuck with oil workers. And then he throws another four through tables and glass. But let's... It's it's not great. Let's move on. There's a very important scene coming up. All right. Finally, it comes down to Forrest versus uh, the main oil guy. And you're hoping that these guys are just going to punch it out. But Forrest offers instead to play the hand slap game. Uh, if Forrest gets him, he gets to punch this guy. If the other guy moves his hands out of the way... He can hit Forrest. The other guy doesn't even get a chance. Well, he had the chance to move his hands out of the way. What do you mean? Yeah, but he should be the. He should also get a chance to get as well. No, well, you, you don't. Got you got to get you got to move out of the way first. Yeah, dude. you don't get to. You, you don't switch. alternate strikes. If if Forrest is connecting, he gets to keep going. Are you taking this chance? Not with Steven Seagal. Any other person at a bar, if they did this to you, would you be playing this game? I think this deadly game. This guy just watched this fucking uh, Frankenstein in a fringe jacket beat the shit out of nine people, and he's trying to still be cocky. I think he's probably trying to take whatever chance he can to avoid getting his ass kicked, and then he obviously immediately regrets it, but. Because Seagal asked him, he's like, are you a man? He's like, yeah, I'm a man. Got a big set of balls right here for you. Oh, you're a big man with big balls, huh? Let's play a game. Let's play the hand slap game. I tell you what. I hit, I get to hit you. I miss, you get to hit me. Well, then you're going to play my game. Yeah, yeah, we'll play your game. That's if I'm still standing. But I might not be because you're a big man with big balls. Turn around. Let me see your bandana. Yeah. Uh, Dan, to answer your question, if a man approached me at a bar with a 
tar in his hair and challenged me <laughs> to the hand slap game, I think I would I would say no. But this guy didn't because they start playing the hand slap game. Uh, Forrest gets him, punches him right in the gut. Looks like uh, it hurt. Uh, it's yeah. great sound design. This guy kind of staggers to his feet. Forrest is like, put your hands up. Put your hands up. <laughs> uh, Forrest wins again. Another gut shot. The big guy goes down. He pukes everywhere. They go for a third time. Uh, Forrest wins and then throws a three-hit combination. That doesn't seem fair. You tur- He turkeyed. <laughs> so he gets to do extra hits? Yeah, he powered up. All right. This guy struggles up. His nose is all bloody, maybe broken. Who knows? Forrest asks him, what does it take? What does it take to change the essence of a man? Time to change. Time. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Dan has pointed out that per the season two rules, we have forgotten to lock in a rate my letterbox score. Guys, I'll give you the floor. I guess it's time to play uh, Alaska's favorite game, rate my letterboxed. Dan, would you like to lock in first? Crowd Howard, I'm going to lock in a 3.0 for you. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. 3.0. All right, two 3.0s. We'll see how this comes out at the end of the night. Do we want a user rating? Uh, 2.4. How many people? The time of this recording. We've had three people in the Discord. Uh, by the point that they've reached this, they've already uh, posted in the Discord that uh, we forgot to to lock in. So we have to make an agreement with ourselves right now that we will not interact with them. We'll let them see it or say it, listen 30 minutes, and then get the chance to delete said message. Or apologize. Okay, yeah. Or yeah. we're coming for you to play that fucking slap game. Hey, either way, if you've made it this far into the episode and you're in our Discord, just write an apology to us right now. We'll accept it. You owe us one. Or tell us what it would take. What do you need to change your essence? And don't say time. Come up with something original to you. Okay. All right, guys, Forrest goes over. He hugs this Native American guy, and this guy tells him we're going to go on a spiritual journey that'll be good for everyone. Forrest literally, like, kind of makes a face at this, and he's like, all right, dude, like, whatever you say. They do pepper in a little bit in the beginning of this movie that, like, he doesn't really give a shit about what other people think you know there's that conversation with with Hugh and he's like what what happened to you man and and Forrest is like dude you got me wrong I was never a good guy like I'm not a good guy um yeah it's well it's kind of interesting too because it goes from like doesn't give a shit to has an experience to doesn't give a shit again (laughs) yeah (laughs) to uh 
um, basically doing an inconvenient truth at the end of the movie. <laughs> we cut over to Jennings. Uh, he's coming in to film some kind of bullshit video about environmentalism. The director tells him, all right, we're going to start with a shot. It's out of focus. We're slowly going to pull back one twig, one branch, and then the whole pristine forest. Jennings says, listen, you got any great ideas? Keep them to your fucking self and leave this shit to me. <laughs> Understand? I'm surprised you didn't do the Kermit voice, Kron. For, uh, For Irving Kirshner here. Irving yeah. Kirshner? Yeah. Give it a shot. Uh, he's trying to figure out what Kermit sounds. Okay, so I can't do it. It's like uh, we start on a branch, pan out, see the whole big wide world, right? Yeah, that's good. Okay, I'm a little flemmy tonight. Sorry. You've been watching Even Bond. That's Ladies like, and gentlemen, uh, Dan, that's Kermit pretty... Kidman is here. No, 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 no more. No Kidman family this episode. Uh, all right. Oh, so kind of this whole thing, like Jennings telling this guy off. Do you think this is Seagal's like, like thesis that the the actor knows more than the director? Hmm. I feel like it was very like, yeah, yeah, you do this. I'm going to, I'll just point out some things. That's how I feel like he would, is directing this movie. I feel like the fact is that he, he really directing. I feel like he included this as like, you know, so like most of the time these actors, they know more about the movie. It is said that these two didn't get along. Kanan Seagal? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't imagine anybody not getting along with Seagal on set. Uh, Jenning films this kind of bullshit video about how Aegis is good for the Earth. They take care of things. Jenning leaves with his team, and they discuss the pipeline fire. One of his associates says, uh, I reviewed, like, all of our, you know, the fatality clause that we have in these contracts— we're giving away way too many long-term benefits. It's much too generous. I guess they really just have to hammer home how big of a piece of shit these people are. Or he's just running a business, maybe, Karan? I mean, if somebody dies on your work site, that's... <laughs> he offered the basic package. Yeah, now they're stripping a lot of it away. Fucking anti-union, pro-capitalist, laundry Dan returns. Jesus Christ, dude. Just saying, we don't know what he's going to turn into at the end. This could be a fucking... When an angel gets its wings, man, come on. You don't know at this point. He could be a Scrooge. Change his fucking ways. He was Scrooged in a Muppet Christmas Carol. With the aforementioned Kermit the Frog. Ladies and gentlemen, 
That's what we call a 360. And that's why you fucking showed up tonight. Also, kind of in direct contrast to what Dan just said, uh, Jennings loves this idea. He says, amend it however you want. His lackey says the status of Aegis uh, 1 is still inoperable. Could take 20 some odd days to sort it out, but Jennings is having none of this. He starts shrieking, we've got 13 days left, that's it. Either Aegis 1 has to be operational, or the mineral rights revert back to the native people. He won't stand for this. So his his shit needs to go online within 13 days or it goes back to the original people. Yeah. Okay. He, he either has an operational pipeline in 13 days or he loses the rights to the land, essentially. You couldn't send a guy out with a bucket and like a straw and say like that constitutes a working... Well, like, yeah, or pipeline. Yeah. I'm sure there. he seems like a smart enough, not smart enough, but shitty enough businessman to where he would have like 14 lawyers or something working this to find a fucking loophole. Yeah. Yeah. Like he says more bad news. We've got some wind that Hugh is spreading the word about faulty equipment. This could be a problem. Jennings points over to this, uh, to, to the older cranky doctor from Scrubs. This guy's named McGruder in the movie. Tells him, this is exactly why I hired you. Deal with it. We see a scene of Forrest going in to check uh, the requisition forms. He's logging on to a old school computer. Oh, sure enough, shit. he pulls... Sure enough, he pulls up the equipment Hugh says was faulty, and we see all the components uh, are listed as failure. Did anybody read anything about this movie? A little bit. Bones, did you see who was considered for uh, McGinley's role? No. I saw who was who they originally wanted for Jennings. Yeah, that's a pretty... Yeah, Who? pretty good one too. Ra- uh, Henry Rollins was considered. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> I was like, that would have been fucking sweet. Who did they want for Jennings? Who did they want for Jennings? Karan, take a guess. Is it a British guy? Think. Uh, here you go. I'll give you a hint. Also played Alfred. The guy from '89 Batman. No. The guy from Batman and Robin? No, that's the same guy from... Oh, yeah, that is the same guy. (laughs) Jeremy Irons. I think they got the right guy. (laughs) Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, Let's see. In Jennings' office, they find out that Forrest has accessed the files. Magruder volunteers to deal with this as well. And Jennings is like, nope. Take care of Hugh first. That's more of the issue. Cut over to Hugh at home. He's got some evidence regarding the faulty equipment on his floppy disk. What? Which one gave you the bigger chuckle? Seagull at a computer or this old man? Seagull. At a computer. Seagull. Really? Yeah. 
When he is typing in there and he's like, holy shit. <laughs> I lost my shit. <laughs> uh, Magruder and some other goon arrive. They, they tell Hugh to sit down. We just hey, want to talk. That's Sven, man. He okay. might. That guy might be the most uh, frequent actor on the podcast so far. The kind of guy that's always hanging out with Magruder? Yeah. The big henchman <laughs> guy? That's like, uh, he's a big stunt and uh, like uh, small time actor. He was in Running Man. He was the bodyguard or the, like the security guard in Running Man. I think he was in. Yeah, he's, when I checked, he was in like five or six of the movies that we've covered. I believe it. They tell Hugh to sit down. They want to talk. Uh, the operation failure is nobody's fault but your own. If you're planning to use the same equipment when Aegis One goes on a line, it's going to be a disaster, is what Hugh says. Uh, <clears throat> McGruder starts screaming. He's like, where are the files you agreed to provide to the EPA, Hugh? Magruder starts bashing him, tells his goon to tie him up. Uh, he says, where are the files, Hugh? They got him tied up. Uh, he's like, Hugh, you only got ten fingers, and I don't want to ask you ten times. Pretty intense. Hugh says he doesn't know. Have you listened to yourself lately, Hugh? It's all I, I, I. There's no I in team. And then he spells out T-E-A-M. This is the best scene in the movie so far. Do you think that that was in the script or was that a Seagull note? Like, no, you should spell it out. Get your point across. I think it could have been a Seagull note. I will say Swin, Swin has Sven. worked with all three of our actors in this category. Oh, hell yeah. Magruder says, hey, Hugh, you want to talk about faulty equipment? Let's see how faulty this pipe cutter is. They start cutting into Hugh's fingers. We get a nice little blood spray on the window. Oh, I thought he was cutting his leg off. Oh, that could be. I think it he was, was kind of hard to tell. Yeah, I, I think guess he I was just because they said the finger thing earlier. Mm-hmm. I think he's cutting him at like uh, his femur. Mm-hmm. Cut over to Jennings. His lackey is is giving a press conference. Uh, they're saying we have a plan to bring the pollutants down to an acceptable level. A Native American man catches Jennings as he's leaving. Says, "Hey, we're done with this." You're always talking about acceptable levels, but Aegis One has been poisoning our land for years. Our women can't conceive, and when they do, they have abnormal babies. The tribe wants to talk. Jennings fires back, the same tribe that sold me the mineral rights 20 years ago. This guy says, yeah, but if you don't have an operational pipeline 12 days from now, we're going to get them back. Guys, I... I heard that tribe also sold isotopes as well. Better fucking look out. Robert Downey Jr. is coming after you. Why didn't Jennings just start this whole operation 15 years ago? Because it 
anti-union pro-capitalist Quran over here. No, I'm just saying if he's like up against a running clock, he's had 20 years. Like, well, it's taken him 20 years to build that capital, Kron. It's not cheap to build Aegis 1. You got to spend money to make money, Kron. It's not Aegis 10 or Aegis 9. Like, he's going for the top Aegis. Yeah, you always got to be closing, dude. Now who's the capitalist pig? Did you even go to school, dude? I'm just saying, this guy... He's clearly got money. He could have started working on this years ago instead of having to fucking rush this project at the very it's end. It's kind of tough when you got to monitor a fucking kid who wants to jump off buildings and be a fucking bat. <laughs> kids, dude. Fucking kids, man. You think this is what Alfred does in his off time? <laughs> Has there ever been like a bad guy Alfred comic? Oh, that would be crazy. If Alfred turns on Batman? Or if Bat- if Batman just discovers like Alfred's been doing all this shit on the side. Like fucking? Yeah, like the fucking. Wars and shit. Fucking busting unions up, dude. <laughs> it's like the two worst things you can do. <laughs> Murder one, fucking busting unions, man. Dan, get a get Alan Tony Moore Soprano on over here. It's not. It's not taking my. He's not answering my emails. Uh, all right. So, a lady walks up. She throws a bunch of oil onto Jennings. Now, at first, he's like, what is this on me? And his lackey is like, it's oil. I think he should know. Mm-hmm. He's been building this pipeline for at least 30 days. He should know what oil looks like. <laughs> it should. Forrest joins Jennings in the hallway. He's like, hey, I pulled a bunch of the requisition files. You've been using substandard equipment. You could have waited for the right equipment to come in and still made your deadline. So why? I've got a question. How much is enough? Well, yeah, you'd think he'd want to use better equipment to get this fucking pipe going. No. Instead of shit that's going to be fucking up on him. Dude, the supply chain problem is fucking insane. And he can't get adequate preventers. I think he's just trying to save a buck. Is he getting all this stuff from China? It's probably a combination of both. (laughs) It's probably like I can't afford the best stuff and a supply chain issue. Let it burn, bro. Let it burn. Well, some men just want to watch oil rigs burn. He's just trying to stop us from talking about cruising and it's not going to work. I don't, well, it's a different type of oil that they use in cruising. (laughs) Silicone. (laughs) Lubricant. Water-based. No. (laughs) I guess, is silicone oil? Is that like an oil product? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Dan's joke (laughs) 
Dan's joke works better. Bones, take mine out in the edit. <laughs> we don't edit anymore, dude. We don't edit anymore. We do not <laughs> edit anymore. Scene took me three you times. Know a lot about lube, hear. Dan. What? You need lube? No. Yeah. I use God's natural lubricant. Saliva. PP. Oh. Edit that out. That was a great joke. So. All right. Uh, <clears throat> Forrest. Oh, uh, Jennings says, all right, we can talk about all that. But first, I need your help with one other, like, emergency. Uh, there's a similar problem to what you helped with earlier. You're never going to believe it. There's another problem. I do dig fucking Forrest just going straight to the source. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, he he gets some information, and he's just like, yeah. Forrest wouldn't be shitty and go to the EPA and, like, dick like He's going... He's going for yeah. answers, man. He's a fucking man. Just go ask the guy. Straight yeah. up. And he already knows he can beat up a 70-year-old, so... <laughs> What's the risk? Forrest Jennings, Magruder, and Sven, that's what I'm going to call them now, uh, they're all flying out in the helicopter to the other emergency. Inside this building, uh, Forrest gets in there, oil's leaking everywhere. Forrest starts to investigate further, and eventually he finds Hugh's dead body in a puddle of oil. He looks around, TNT everywhere. He starts to run out, but the explosion goes off. Aye. And then Aye. you get a, a super Aye. fun shot of his body Aye. flying through the air. Aye. Aye. TNT. Aye. 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 Dynamite. Aye. 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 We're the old man! <laughs> I thought you hated ACDC. Hey, I hate them, but I, I fucking know the hits, Dan. I mean. I hate Steven Seagal, but we're talking about On Deadly Ground. <laughs> you love Steven Seagal, dude. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. So much. Eventually, we see some native people. They're riding on sleds. Uh, one guy says there's some smoke ahead. Smoke is where the man bear lives. I've seen it in my vision. Cut over to Jennings, who's giving another I'm not conference. Going over there. What? I said, I'm not going over there. Fucking man bear. I would, dude. Shit sounds fucking tough as hell. I mean, it did come out, uh, I think, today that, you know, global warming is responsible for the polar bear shit. So, good timing, Cron. Today? We just heard about that today. Oh, I, I knew that. I think they're. Kind I could have fucking guessed that uh, several years ago. Do you mean the polar bear and Lost? The Coca Cola uh, ones. That's how oh, okay. Lost. Oh shit! So there's no there's no natural food for the polar bear anymore. So it's resorted to Coca Cola to get its calories. Mm-hmm. Damn, shit get work right. Guys, quick sidebar. What do you think Lost was about? I don't think nobody cares. Truth Bomb. Never finished it. Truth Bomb. 
during the series finale, I'm watching with my father. Uh, this isn't a sex the thing, power yeah. goes out. Me and my father work as fast as possible to get uh, his generator up and running so we can provide enough power so he and I can finish the finale live as, as it's premiering. For the whole series or just... This, this is the series. This is the final thing. It is during a... There's like hardcore thunderstorms. The news is interjecting. We are getting pissed because the news is like, hey, we're on a tornado watch if you're in this area, blah, blah, blah. And the, even the news is like, we understand people are also trying to watch the Lost series finale, so we're going to be really quick. Uh, and then at the end of it, we were like, well, that fucking sucked. That wasn't worth all that effort. But Take me away like Dorothy, baby. Bye. I watched that first season, got my dad hooked, and yeah, we there was nothing that was going to stop us. I think I siphoned gas out of my car <laughs> to run that generator. It is kind of crazy that everybody got to the end of that series, and it was like, I think they're going to wrap it up in an hour. I think they're going to wrap up six seasons of... So of say, how many how many were there? Because I think I got I like five in. I don't remember how many there were total, but I think people were genuinely like they're gonna wrap it all up, dude. <laughs> they're gonna explain everything. It It was I mean, it was bad. It's bad. So much so that when Game of Thrones fucking shit the bed and people were all bummed, I was like, you know what? I I've 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 been here. Truth bomb. I don't think here. Game of Thrones fucked up. They ca- I mean, the last two seasons were just kind of like shit, what? though. You got a writer that didn't finish what he said he was going to finish. What What do you have to do? This You had to go down that path. I'm not saying he's without blame, but I mean, if you're working off his like post-it notes or whatever... It's a shitty ending. It's a shitty ending all the same. I mean, the one they went with sucked. They had to do what they had to do. And the last in the boat of like, all right, like they're they're not going to get it right no matter how this ends. And the last the last big fight visually is what Nolan does with sound. It was like, yes, it's like watching a fight in the fucking dark, dude. Mm hmm. Apparently, I haven't seen Oppenheimer. Fuck, shit. You guys remember that audible fart from a few episodes back of mine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a bigger explosion than the one in Oppenheimer. Yeah. All right, Jennings is giving you're another not, conference. Folks, uh, you're the not next lying. Box set will you're, be lost. You're not lying. <laughs> no, we're not fucking doing lost. I'm sure there's there's got to be a dozen lost podcasts, right? No. We're going to stay in our lane with Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, get, getting we'll lost and lost. Hey, in a few weeks, we'll see if fucking Thunder in Paradise <laughs> right, sticks the landing. Right, <laughs> 
All right, Jennings is giving another conference. He says, we found evidence of tampering at Station 101. Two former Aegis employees, Forrest and Hugh, both presumed dead in the explosion. Cut over and see these native people. They're taking S- Forrest home with them. Sorry, Kron. This is my favorite part of the entire movie, this very small thing. During that press conference, there's uh, one of the reporters goes, so this was coming from people within your own organization. Is this how you manage your company? And Michael Caine's delivery on this line is incredible. He just goes, use your sense, man. <laughs> and they fucking end the scene. It's incredible. Like, totally unnecessary. But the the little dig of like, come on. Come on. He is playing the shit I, out of this I part, cracked though. up. I will say that. He's perfect for it, dude. I mean, just... Bring him in. Yeah, he's just acting circles around everybody without even trying. Yeah, hasn't he said, like, I think in several interviews, like, this was just a paycheck to me, but the guy, like, acts the hell out of this movie. (laughs) And it's written like the most generic fucking business, evil businessman. Yeah, Everyone in this thing is like a cartoon version of real jobs, but he not can... even that, like a cartoon version of a, a movie version of real jobs. But it's an incredible gift to be able to do it cartoony, entertaining and good. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's just consistent throughout. And that's what's like insane. I, that uh, that to me is like that's almost more skill to not give a shit, deliver an A plus product in a shitty movie, than your generic PBS fucking historical drama. You know what I mean? Like some Oscar winning thing where you know the person's like tortured and shit, and he's probably learning his lines in the limo on the way over. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. It's just, it's just being a pro, you know? It's like me. Yeah. I don't take fucking notes for this anymore. I'm the fucking Michael Caine of this podcast. Just classing the place up. Croner, They're both, both nodding. think of lamer actors named Michael? No, I was trying to think if Bones is the Michael Caine... Who am I from On Deadly Ground? Oh, I'm Billy Bob Thornton. You're Hugh. Dan's... I think I'm uh, Magruder. <laughs> no, you're not that violent. Well, maybe you are. You don't know me when we when we shut these computers. I think you're the oil worker from the bar. Always talking oh, about your man. big balls and shit. Slap the hell out of your hands the next time I see you, dude. (laughs) Put your hands up. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. (laughs) If I ever seen that going on at a bar, I would just feel like this is not the place for me. Not me. I'm going to be like fucking punch him now, dude. Oh, dude, it's a fucking on deadly ground going on over there, dude. You know what you're doing. You got to fucking punch him in the stomach now. 
Damn stop it. fucking, stop tensing up. That dude's got to go home and change his essence, dude. Fuck. You guys know what straight dinosaurs mean in the toilet? This has nothing to do with this movie. Dan, I don't understand the combination of words you just put together. <laughs> so I'm in, I'm in a stall last night at a concert, urinating, and there are two guys. You're in a stall urinating? Tapping yeah, your foot? At a concert, pissing. Is that what was open? You're yeah. at okay. <laughs> it's a sold out show. There's a shit ton of shitheads, and there's two guys, and one guy's like, "Oh," and he's like, "Jacob," and he's like, "Yeah, bro." He's like, "Are you all right? You good? You good over there?" He's like, "Yeah, man, I'm good." And I was like, "All right, this guy's checking on his bro. Whatever, cool." And he's like, "Dude, straight dinosaurs." Over here. And I'm like, what the, what the fuck does that mean? Never heard it. Almost asked, but I was like, haven't had enough to drink. No. And he's like, yeah, dude, straight dinosaurs. And he's like, oh, that's that fucking sucks, dude. I got a like, few, yeah. few options, maybe. All right, let's hear. Maybe, maybe they're fossilized, like they're rock-hard turds. That's what I was going to say. He's like, shitting super hard. Dense yeah. turds. Like he's, you know, dehydrated. Or maybe uh, like a brontosaurus where it's got, you know, there's a lot of length between head and tail. So he's dropping like really long, hefty turds. And Sam Neill has to turn Laura Dern's head to look at it. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> it's not turds, guys. That's what I Flush thought. Flush well. her. Flush her. <laughs> it's throw up. Because when you throw up, you sound like a dinosaur when you do it. Well, then he should have been making did you know those that, noises. Did you know the answer the whole time? They already context. knew what it was. I'm the one that didn't know what it was. He didn't did, have to answer to me, Kron. Okay, but he's just doing a silent, like, <gasps> No, like he that. wasn't. Somebody had already done it in there. Wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. Dan, did you know and you were just quizzing us? Like, did you learn this or is this your theory? Because I, I feel I, like I, you would have told us, I heard a guy over there throwing up. When you said there's a guy in the stall... I think Kron and I both inferred that he's taking a shit. No, no, no. These, I was in one stall. There were two guys in the other stalls next to me. All of us were, were peeing. Nobody was pooping, I don't think. I didn't find out what dinosaurs was because I thought like fossils in the ground, like shit. I thought shit. That's what I thought when I heard this. Straight dinosaurs over here. I think Dan is saying there was leftover throw up. There was throw up in the stall that the guy was on to the to the left of me. And I guess the, the toilet was not flushing. But he went in there and pissed. And that's what he got when he walked in. So that was straight dinosaurs, dude. Did you Google that? Is that your theory? Big, no. So it's big. It's old. 12 hours later, we're driving back from 
the city to where we live. And I brought that up in conversation. I was like, I've never heard straight, straight dinosaurs over here. And my wife's friend's husband was like, it's throw up. And I was like, the fuck does that have to do with throwing up? And he was like, and I'm like, I get it. I feel like a fool. I sat here for three minutes giving theories about dinosaur turds. And you knew it was throw up the whole time. I'm talking about the wrong hole the whole time. I asked you, have you guys ever heard the term dinosaurs over here? Straight dinosaurs. But when I said fucking maybe it was a fossilized turd, you could have said, oh, I think it maybe is referring to throw up. And then I could have redirected course. You guys are both wrong. You're idiots. I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to use it the way you want me to. That's what you think. I'm going to start making it about my rock hard turds. Yeah, the next time I <laughs> the next time I take one that like fucking sits out of the water, you know, like a fucking Loch Ness monster, yeah, I'm sending you a picture. Mm-hmm. Check it out, dude. Straight dinosaur over here. And I'll yeah. say that is poop. Technically, you threw up from your butthole. I'll say excellent use of the term bones. Is it going to be a group or just me? What if you're what if your uh, asshole blows out while you're pushing out a turd and it looks like the spitting dinosaur? Like if your the flaps of your butthole flare out? I'm not telling you guys that you cannot relate straight dinosaurs to shitting in a toilet. What I have you- enough confidence that you guys can do that. What if your shit burns so bad as you're doing it that it's like this will wipe out civilization? It was a meteor, not a volcano. Do you think dinosaurs died because of volcanoes? No, I'm thinking a meteor as well because like at the very end of it, one big ball shoots out. (laughs) So... (laughs) So... So you're hot and fast. That's what you're going for? Yeah, exactly. So like like a volcano menu at Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it puts so much shit particulate in the air of your house that all other living creatures suffocate. Yeah. That's okay. kind of, but there it has to be like a sun. thing at the end. Like that one final... I think it's a good term, though. I was okay. I, I get that. That works. I wasn't mad that I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I was like, oh, okay. Now I get it. That makes sense. What if it means like taking a shit in the woods and you shit on a mosquito <laughs> and it's locked in your turd for mm-hmm. a few million years? I. I'd say that's more shit and skeeters than. Because that mosquito doesn't have any dinosaur DNA in it. You don't know. No, it doesn't, because it would have to be fossilized already. Well, if it, maybe it sucked off a frock, so it's got 70% of dino DNA. I was going to say, does it have to be like polished up and like first? 
Or is it just accidentally shitting on a what mosquito? What if what if you didn't digest all your frosted flakes and your turd comes out looking like that little uh uh dinosaur that had that clubby tail? Like the plates all over it? Yeah, or a stegosaurus. <laughs> like there's a line of frosted flakes sticking out of your turd. Have- I'm gonna keep going because I think it works better for shit than throw up. Kids today in their lingo. I'm not I'm not disagreeing. Cause like I said, me, I was like, there's something with shit going on over there. Yeah. I kinda wanna find out, but nah, I'm not. Well, speaking of dinosaurs which turned to oil. That's true. All right, guys. Uh we see some native people. They take forest back home with them. They nurse them they start nursing them back to health. This village has a real thunder in paradise thing where when you look at it from the from the top level, it's like three tents, and then when you go underneath, it's a sprawling labyrinth of catacombs and shit. It's pretty is, impressive. Is this not the most adorable woman you've ever seen trying to nurse him back to health? The old lady who's chewing yeah. up food to like feed him like a little baby bird. His little reaction when she tries to fill his (laughs) mouth up is pretty funny. Yeah, he's got a like three ninjas level jokes in this thing (laughs) like that. Once Forrest is awake, the tribal leader introduces himself. Forrest thanks him for saving his life. This guy says, no problem. I thought you were a bear. Four says, no, I'm just a mouse hiding from the hawks in the house of the raven. Kron, what does he mean by that? It's meaningless. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we cut over to Magruder and his and Sven. They're on a helicopter. No sign of forest anywhere. Eventually, Magruder says, hey, man, it was a huge explosion. There's no way he survived. If you don't have a fucking body, that means that son of a bitch is still alive. Find him, goddammit. And then I really like this scene. It cuts back up to McGruder, and he just goes, Goddamn, that was a pleasant conversation. Mr. Jennings said to say hello to you, and he would like us to keep looking. Pretty good. Yeah. Cut back to Forrest. He's up and feeling better. Good enough to get out and walk around. He starts stealing a sled and some dogs, and they instantly attack him. Hey, get these fucking dogs off me. All the native people come over and help Forrest. Uh, He's like, I didn't tell you the whole story. There are bad people after me, and if they find me here, you're all in danger. Tribal leader says, if you're healthy enough to steal, you're healthy enough to make your journey. And guys... I think we should journey to a bathroom break. Dan, don't drop any dinosaurs. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals podcast. Uh, if you're just now joining us, 
What does it take to change the essence of your attitude that skips ahead halfway through the episode? Piece of shit. Watch those hands. Because we're coming. Maybe they're maybe they're a friend of ours and they're helping us out. They're just giving us the download. Well, that's nice, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Uh, where we left off, Forrest was just about to take his spiritual spiritual journey. Uh, tribal chief takes Forrest out into nature. He starts telling the story of creation, but they also offer Forrest to meet the great spirit. They touch a feather Jesus? to his... No... There's no Jesus in Alaska. What? He's the only creator, guys. What are you talking about? There's the uh, man bear. Prometheus. <laughs> they touch a feather to forest head. He instantly faints. That's we some now. tough drugs right there. Jeez. Mm-hmm. What kind of eagle is that? He ate a whole Kroger bag full of mushrooms, so. Must be that one George Washington eagle or something. Bill Cosby spent a lot of money trying to find this feather. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen that that barbecue sauce clip where they put like the crazy music under it? Yeah, the guy just openly admitted to what he was doing. (laughs) True psycho. We now see Forrest Vision Quest. It's honestly just a lot of shots of him fighting a bear intercut with nude Native American women. I'm not mad at it. Sounds pretty fucking manly to me. I feel like it's, if you asked a 13-year-old boy, like, what a Vision Quest would be, (laughs) this is what he would come up with. Yeah. I think uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and The Revenant would rather have this... uh, than what he got. Oh, for sure. Did he have a vision quest? No, he had a bear attack him. Well, he got fucked by a bear, yeah. Yeah, fucking (laughs) fucked up. Worst of both worlds here. uh, Also a movie about the environment, you know? Very true. Um, Do you think if, like, advertising was allowed to have nudity, this would be an Axe body spray commercial? (laughs) Like Maybe an would axe they throwing company? Would they have a scent called Vision Quest? Mm-hmm. Copyright, copyright. What would we put into this five day rentals Vision Quest cologne? We need to create the essence <laughs> of piss in a humidifier. Mm-hmm. Nope, nobody's buying this already. Dinosaur turds. There's a difference, Dan. It's the s. It's not scent. It's essence. How do you create the essence of it? You, you can't spell essence without scent. I don't. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> There's no T in essence, Dan. There we go. It's E S S E N C E. Okay. 
If I spelled it wrong, I just please correct me. I had two guys going on how to spell essence. <laughs> well, I was trying to confirm it so I could do the McGruber bit or Magruder bit, Jesus. Um, yeah, anyway, let's let's get further into this vision quest. And I never I never learned how to read or write, so I've forgotten. Uh, all right, we eventually get to a part of the vision quest where Forrest has to make a choice. He either will go talk to the Great Spirit, or I guess bang this hot lady. Those are his two choices. He picks I'd, the old lady. I'd fail. His... <laughs> Never made it to the spirit in the sky. <laughs> she tells him in the, vis- in the vision, uh, her heart is heavy seeing what man has done to Mother Earth. Yeah, I'm going to go on the other side over here now. Sorry. Shut up. Shut up, you old bag of bones. Speaking of heavy, this conversation's ruining this fucking vision quest boner I got. He's trying to do the right thing, but I'm high as fuck. I'm going over there. Just let me do that first. All right, let me just clear my head, and then you can... You can spell all this out in my refractory period. I promise I'll pay attention. Give me 10, maybe 15. All right. What are you trying to go four times? (laughs) It's Seagal, so he's confident that she'll go four times in 15 minutes, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, She tells Forrest that the people have defiled Mother Earth. You must teach them to fear the bear. Back above, the bad guys are flying around the village. Are we already scared of fucking bears? I'm not. Not really. I've never seen one in real life. (laughs) Why am I going to fear a thing that has has no bearings on my life? Bearings? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Have we not filled him in on what's going to happen in 2025 with our buddies? Well, we'll do that later, Bones. Yeah. Karan, we got some news coming up. I don't give a shit. I'll be dead by then, dude. Yeah, we're, we're do- we got Pod Slam 2024, and then Pod Slam 2025 is on a mountaintop. I ain't coming back from Pod Slam 2024. <laughs> I like your fucking style, dude. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, Brantley's going to throw you off the fucking cage. That's fine. I, I'd rather him than anyone else. Yeah. All right. They find uh, McGruder and his buddy. They find the chief. They show him a picture of Forrest. They say, have you seen this man? Chief says no. Some goon just starts going in and rifling around in their village. He finds Forrest's jacket. They start screaming uh, at these people like, where's Forrest? Where is he? Magruder pulls a gun and shoots the chief right in the chest. They take him inside. He's dying. Forrest says thank you to this man and then also says goodbye. (laughs) Yeah, where the fuck was Forrest during this? I... I can't figure out the geography of this whole thing. He's trying to escape, and then it's like he's running errands and shit for him. Was he looking for firewood or something? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's a bunch of side quests. But to uh, 
kind of give props to the movie. I guess it was an important aspect that Seagull have such a vivid jacket. So just visual storytelling, right? The goons ident- being able to easily identify. Like, this is definitely the jacket size for a six-foot psycho, right? You think this jacket, he found it one day and wrote this movie off of it? This shit is custom-made, dude. He had that. He had that built for him. Yeah, not sewn. Fucking forged. <laughs> I, I provide my own wardrobe, said Seagal. I think I know what I'm getting you guys for Christmas. Please don't. Hey, please do. I would rock a fucking fringe. Dude, you're going to get it boned and you're going to try it on and you're going to be like... Fits like a glove. Actually, not bad. I think his best drip might be... Did I just fucking say drip wholeheartedly? <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, that whole fucking sh- dinosaurs conversation just went out the window when you said that. <laughs> you got to get off TikTok, dude. Drip? Uh, uh, his look in Mark for Death is pretty good. Because he wears like old school kind of varsity jackets like yeah i kind of dig his his look and mark for death oh i would take the fringe over a varsity jacket any day i'm too clumsy man that fringe is getting caught yeah fucking deer skin jacket dude that shit that's like 50 varsity jackets in terms of value hand ladies Eh, maybe more ladies with the varsity. No way. You want what? You think ladies are coming up to guys being like, I love your varsity jacket and class ring? Yeah, dude. Fuck no. Yeah, because those are the type of girls that are probably all into real estate and shit now. So they are desperate. All right, 2024, I'm going to send you both a varsity jacket and this jacket. And. At the end of the year, we're going to see how much you guys got laid. I, I think whoever, whoever's still standing at the end of Pod Slam 2024 gets to pick what jacket you buy them. How about this? We all get the jackets. I'll fight Kron in this jacket. He'll fight me in the varsity and we'll see who fucking wins. I don't want the varsity jacket. I think it's fucking dumb. It's only because you didn't fucking letter in anything, dude. Yeah, fucking loser. Just too busy getting fucking high every day, dude, to worry about that. Yeah, you totally get the. Well, that wasn't stopping me from lettering, dude. All right, where are we in this? We gotta, we Uh, gotta pick it up. Back at Aegis 1, Jennings is getting a rundown from Magruder. He says, so you didn't find Taft and you killed an unarmed man in front of witnesses. Back over at the village, Forrest and the chief's daughter are looking down at something. Forrest says, you had this all along? She says, for emergencies. We see these two slicing and dicing on a snowmobile. Forrest and the chief's daughter arrive at Hugh's place, and they see it ransacked. Forrest pulls out a gun, and he's like, this is my forty-five. I left it here. He also finds the floppy disk. 
He also tells this lady... Uh, diskette? Yeah, the diskette. Tells this lady, like, there's a pair of pants for you, like, over there. You'll fit into them. I guess they're Hughes. Like, Hughes kind of small. Hughes... Hugh fucks, man. So there's a lot of girls that leave a lot of clothes and shit at his place. I can see that. That makes sense. And by leave clothes at his place, I mean they probably die mid-orgasm because they're also 90 years old. So he just... Mm -hmm. Yeah, they turn into a pile pile of dust and float away. They grab some guns, but they see a shitload of goons heading for the house. Forrest is kind of like clocking these guys as they're coming in. He's able to track their movements like as they're entering. He takes a shotgun, blasts it right through the ceiling while he also shoots a guy right in front of him. Pretty sweet. This is this is the shit that Bones bought into, man. That little the little scene of him like he's like pointing cuz he can hear the guy upstairs. He hears the guy come in the door. The, the fact that he's like dual wielding a pistol and a shotgun like, that is just, nobody else was doing this, right? We'll see. Like, really selling this, like, oh, I'm an actual, like, firearms expert tactician. It, for everything about him, it it comes through on the screen, so. Uh, there's some more firefighting here. Forrest picks up an Uzi and continues his rampage. Gets to some hand-to-hand combat and kills the last guy with that whalebone they were using to break Hughes' fingers. Jennings and McGruder, they're taking a walk through Aegis, discussing the situation. Who is this guy exactly? Jennings says, look in the darkest part of your soul. Try to imagine your worst fucking nightmare, and you won't begin to come close to this son of a bitch when he's pissed. This is the first of a dozen Forrest Taft is the most badass motherfucker lines. It's good. It's real good. I bet Seagal had the writer add several of these to Mm -hmm. the script. God damn, he's good. (laughs) I told you this motherfucker's good, ain't he? He's coming our way. He's good. Is it look cooler when I hold my gun like this or like this? You better watch it. Talk like that to get you killed. Fucking best supporting actor nod for fucking Billy Bob Thornton in this. (laughs) McGruder suggests that they hire some mercenaries. Uh, Jennings Lackey, she's like, there's a lot of great mercenary groups. Uh, You could get some out of the Philippines or Angola. Jennings says, those are third world countries. She says, Alaska is a third world country. So these mercenaries are just sitting around. Okay, we'll fly up. I think well, she says they're in New Orleans. Ah, yeah, Louisiana. Up. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Shit. I wonder if mercenaries just hang around Louisiana. Like, yeah. Oh, how are you boys doing? There he is. Cajun Cron, how oh, are you? Look at this. We're all here together in season two. 
I was going to say is we haven't seen you in a while. I, oh, it's been a hot I'm minute. I'm happy you're here. Oh. You doing all right? I've never been better, Dan. Oh, that's wonderful news to hear. Mm-hmm. Family all right? The family has been killed by a group of mercenaries. Ah, oh, fuck. So it is. During true. a hurricane? Mm-hmm. Hurricane mercenary. <laughs> that's the coolest hurricane name that I've ever heard, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we had a petition to stop naming them fucking stupid people names. Thank you. Because this is America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Name and them we... something terrifying so people take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thank you, I Bones. Mean, how cool would it be to see on the news that Hurricane Doom is impending on you? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Shea Bones. Anyway. Merci. Does this shit exist? Can I just call somebody in Louisiana and order some fucking mercenaries? Oh, you have no clue what goes on in the swamp. I mean, they are just, they fucking gator men and mercenaries everywhere. So how quick can they be at a residence? How quick do you need them? Wire so me two, the money and I will send them to you. Two hours? Maybe Don't fall get a knock at the door for some certain somebody who decided to go to the bathroom. Don't fall for it, Dan. Remember the last time I think he tried to... Get you to send him some money. He called you a rube. He pulled one over on you. Why am I the money now? I did send him the money. <laughs> oh, I know it. Smash pennies. You don't see this fucking top hat, Kane? That's not your style, Cajun Cron. You know that. Oh, it is now. I'm rolling deep. Serious lack of fringe on that uh, tuxedo jacket, though. Oh, that would be a, a clash of cultures, bones. <laughs> Plus, that fringe would get caught in the uh, fan of your airboat. Oh, you get whipped right back into those blades. It would be no fun for anybody, except for the gator, who would have a, a easy meal. How was the gator season this year? Is it over yet? Uh, the gator season will last uh, another month or so. Wow. What temperature is it there? Where I'm at? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a cool 66 outside. It's currently right 125 here in the swamp, oh, so gator season's going to go a little longer. That's Dan, rough. That's a rough bite. life, man. You look good, though. Gator bite. season is all but a week. I think you're trying to tell me that gator season's all year round. No, right? they take off for Christmas and New Year. So they have rights? They don't have rights, they have holidays. There's a fucking ceasefire that gets implemented. <laughs> Does like the governor do that for each parish down there, or is it just no, like we meet with wide? the head gator? We meet with the head gator and we sign the contract <laughs> every year. They got inspired. Ha- they got inspired by like during World War One when the English played soccer with the Germans, mm-hmm. you know, on the front lines. Mm-hmm. You don't want to play soccer with a gator. Can you beat them? Or? They use their tails. It's a fucking dirty play. Nah, that's, I was going to say that's shit. I'm going to whip them. They whip them. See, are you scared of a gator more than a bear or a bear more than a gator? I've never seen a bear here. In the swamp, I'm more scared of the gator. All right, gator king, got it. And, the, fl- and the orb of light. <laughs> I'm that- most scared of the orb of light. Hey, what? Go into the light. No, it will go, beckon go you into, into the swamp. Go into the light. You will never return. 
it's uh, are you on a vision quest or something no he's just he's every day down here it's just a gas pocket or something dude Don't being all superstitious voodoo ain't real okay don't worry about it it's fine looks like, looks like somebody has bought into the lies of big light I mean, he's going to call you out, so that's that's your territory, man. Well, Cajun Karan, um, all right. I'll remember this information that I can just give a call and have mercenaries delivered to any of my enemies. You want, and, uh, you want mercenaries delivered to your enemies? <laughs> yeah. Oh. For them For- to use, or... Uh-huh, I am signing up for whatever army is against you for the free mercenaries. Also, Cajun Kron, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use the fringe uh fanboat argument against Kron when he comes back in here because he says a varsity jacket's kinda lame, but Oh well like a varsity jacket is lame bones. I mean you're living in the past. It makes people think that the best part of your life was uh, long long begotten to you. Well, it's kind of like a important part of that movie, like thematically. Um, yeah, I still stand by it. Are we talking about just... Rudy? No, I, I, I don't know. I, uh-huh. I'm sending fucking mercenaries to Kron's house. Oh, yeah, just call Cajun Kron. Cajun Kron, thanks it's for stopping it. by. Thank you. Etouffee bones, etouffee sir. What a wonderful man he is. Mm-hmm. It's so what funny is, that it's so funny that I, you buy into it. There's a false sense of uh, I don't know. You're starting to crack. The facade's starting to crack. <laughs> he doesn't want to be here, but he wants to be here. He's still a crunk. Right, mm-hmm. at he's his a core, ca- he's Cajun Cron, but he's still a Cron. And, yeah, and, he's just and, got a, a swampy flair to and him, and that'll that'll come through eventually. All right, guys, where are we? Uh, we cut over to Magruder and Jennings. They're meeting with Arlie Ermy. This is the mercenary leader. He says we can find your man, but how do you want him delivered? Jennings says nothing. Ermy says, "I see." All right, so Forrest and the Chief's daughter, they arrive, I guess, just at, like, Forrest Buddy's house. This guy kind of comes up on horseback, and he's like, hey, brother. Yeah. He, I thought it he, was the guy from the bar earlier, but it, it is not. No. He kind of reminded me man. of, you remember in Ace Ventura, when he goes to that, like, long-haired metal, like, hippie dude? That's like monitoring the whaling boats and shit. He's like his little tech buddy. This was like the Seagull version of that. He's just like a Native American tech guy that also has a room full of Forrest's guns. Mm-hmm. They start taking a look at Hugh's floppy disk. Uh, Jennings has purchased a bunch of high-level toxins, I guess, as soon as Aegis One goes online. A bunch of women have looked at Hugh's floppy. (laughs) Hence all those ladies' clothes. Hey, he is 90. I mean, it's hard to... (laughs) 
I hope I'm cleaning up like that when I'm 90. You think you're going to be floppy or not when you're 90? Uh, modern science is going to take care of me, man. You seen all those ads? I'm going out like, with a bang. Hymns is for people in their 30s. Millennials are having yeah. sex are fl- longer. Never yeah. been a problem for me. Nope. <laughs> Never. Well, you we also need the mints. I think we just made it. I mean, I think we're right on. I mean, I connect a little bit more, right, Gen Z than millennial, but we didn't have quite the the stress that they do. Planets going to explode, school shootings, uh, zero still, privacy, cyberbullying. We just didn't care about them. You still gotta get yours, baby. I mean, that's what Hims is for. No, you don't need it. Five Day Rentals brought to you by Hims. Thank you, Hims. For Get your fuck on. Tonight. I'm hard as a fucking rock. I am too, but naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't take any Hims. Hims is developed from my blood. I'm not taking fucking Hims. Let me take some hers. <laughs> yeah, let me. I gotta get fight my boner, consent. dude. Consent. I don't think you take hers. I think you are gifted hers. No, dude. Why would I take a product called Hims? Ugh. I'm all about the hers. <laughs> That's my pronoun, her. <laughs> we'll stop <All> right. now. <laughs> Uh, they basically have come to the conclusion that because that of is, all these... That has been a conversation in some house. <laughs> of what? Fuck what I want to take something called hymns. <laughs> I like hers. <laughs> I'm not putting hymns in my mouth. Your dick doesn't work, Daryl. Just I'm not try taking, it. I'm not taking him orally. All right. As soon as they kick this uh, oil pipeline on, it's going to blow up. Is essentially the conclusion they come to. Forrest has decided, anyway, that he's just going to blow up Aegis One himself. I say, like, why the fuck do we have to do this? Just wait the time that it's going to happen and let it happen. You have to blow it, it up before no it blows up. I guess Forrest wants it to be done by his hand. The last 20 minutes of this movie is him just packing bags and yelling at that girl to go do stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take this and run as fast as you can up the mountain. All right, I want you to put... Go, two- go, go! <laughs> <laughs> like Take this here. to the horse as fast as you can. Fucking go, go, go. Put your hands up. If I was that girl, I'd have been like, I quit. Like, I'm getting out of here. Fuck this shit. You mean it's going to blow up when it starts? <laughs> Later, dude. You're an asshole. Chief's daughter says, haven't you learned anything? Think about what my father taught you. Forrest says, none of this hocus pocus stuff is going to help us out. You think some spirit's going to float down and prevent this oil from spilling into the ocean? This man was put into a coma 
by a fucking feather had a four hour conversation with the spirit of the earth has taken it upon himself to blow up an oil rig before it can begin pumping oil and still yet does not believe in the spirit this guy keeps refusing the call while simultaneously answering the call it's uh it's conflict man it's trauma well, I think he's taken on the responsibility to blow up the pipeline before it blows up itself. Yes. Flora says all that matters is the cold, hard reality of this world. I can't take any chances. He goes into this guy's closet and raids a small armory of weapons. Forrest and the chief's daughter, they take off on horseback. Up above, Arlie Ermy is combing the land for Forrest. They can't find any records of Forrest before he worked with Aegis One. He's company. He's CIA, DEA, whatever crazy acronym you want to throw out there. He's probably involved. Sterling shows up. She's like, I got control of this shit. DOD, NSA, NWA... NASA. NWO. Dudley Boys. Big Sodium. Forrest and his lady, they show up to some sort of hillside bunker. They're going through their inventory, which looks like a shitload of guns, C4, claymores, grenades, all kinds of shit. Uh, Forrest also takes some, like, wires uh, and mouse traps and shit with them. He starts rigging up the bunker. Uh, they set off an explosion that is so big, it takes out the helicopter that is searching for Forrest. But it does no damage to Forrest, who ran out mere seconds before it went off. I mean, the explosion at the beginning of this movie should have killed him. Or no, when, before he goes on his vision quest. Mm-hmm. He's like in the flames. Well, the one at the beginning as well. He's the only one who stands. Everybody else lays on the ground and he gets the cool hero shot. Yeah. Bigger than the Oppenheimer explosion, by the way. (laughs) Out in the woods, Forrest starts rigging up some homemade explosives and booby traps. Arlie Ermey's crew, they find one of Forrest's traps. One of these guys is like, a Cub Scout could have found this. This is nothing. Just as this guy starts to lead his horse up the trail, Ermie puts it all together. That's the trap Forrest wanted them to find. Too She's late. good, dude. Claymore start exploding. Magruder starts shooting his gun wildly into the air. There's a pretty funny part where Arlie Ermie's like, what are you shooting at? He's not <laughs> out there. out there. Up ahead, Forrest and his lady, they come to a like a chasm. Like there's two cliff faces that end in a big gap in the middle. They back up. Their incredible horses make the jump. Uh, Jennings crew, uh, Arlie Ermey and his guys, they come up as well. One more explosive goes off. They can't follow, but they know now where Forrest is headed. Straight to Aegis One. I could have guessed that. Without following him on horseback. 
there's uh so right before they get to that gap that they have to jump over they they ride down this incredibly steep hill which was terrifying but in the wide shot of all the mercenaries also going down i think it's the stuntman riding for john c mcginley he falls off the horse like right at the end of the shot it's in the bottom left of the frame guy just goes fucking toppling over um looked painful i'm glad they left it in i bet the stuntman was too just yeah you fall off a horse you you probably hope that's the one they use i guess it might be the only one they did yeah well i think oftentimes the rule is you use the one that the stuntman got hurt on so Uh, let's see. We cut over to Aegis 1. Forrest cuts through a chain link fence. He starts taking out some, like, D-level guards throughout the building. Uh, one guy can't even seem to, like, load his gun properly. Forrest makes a silencer out of what looks like a two-liter bottle. It is a two-liter bottle. What would that do? That would do nothing. It silences it, Cron. Forrest continues through Aegis 1. He takes out some more guards. He beats it's, them up. Is this the one where he, they dropped the like cigar ash onto him, like underneath him? I think that's just a little bit later. Because isn't that, oh, like, okay. is that Billy Bob and his buddy? No, I think it's right oh, before yeah. he gets to Billy Bob. Yeah, but I'm like, how right. the fuck do you, it's literally right above you. How do you not know that? Because the cigar ash drops and he's like, Oh shit, there's somebody up there. Like, how the fuck do you <laughs> Yeah, it is all like exposed catwalks and you know it's like a big open area, essentially. Uh let's see. Jennings meets with Ermi. Uh Jennings has hired a bunch of FBI guys to guard Aegis One. No way Forrest is getting through. Cron. Uh Somebody's trying to. Hold yeah, on. I think I think someone is here. Hello. What? Oh, I'm back. Sorry. Hey. What's up? Nothing. We we're just getting into the tactical action aspect of the film, so I wanted to pay respect. Bones has on a yellow Oakleys. <laughs> Tactical glasses, Kron. A. These are my tactical shooting glasses. Yeah. Guess we'll call that a do rag. <laughs> mm-hmm. And maybe some sort of. No, just the tail of the do. Uh, All right, just the two I things I to, said. That... I don't know how to tie a do rag, so. He looks like he's ready for action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you been wearing those all week? No, these came in today. <laughs> Paid an extra seven ninety nine to get these this morning. Thank God. Are you going to wear them all next week? Possibly. Are you going to do this all weekend? Is it like a thing? Like, yeah, I'm going shooting. What are you pop, shooting? Pop a couple hymns. Mercenary. Go down to the range. I'm going down to shoot at Hurricane Mercenary. <laughs> It's done enough damage. 
Only one man can stop it. All right, Forrest walks into it. Keep going. I'm not trying to derail okay. the show. I'm just trying For, to get into like the vibe. Forrest, like, I'm Forrest walks to... into another part of the refinery and just announces to everyone, get out of here. This place is going to blow. All the lights go out. Uh, Jennings lackey. She says like, he's back. <laughs> you guys like that? Yeah, it's Spot real funny. On. Yeah. Forrest starts setting off explosives. Uh, he also releases like a bunch of gas throughout the refinery. Lights come back on. Forrest is taking out stations 8, 12, and 21. Jennings says that's not enough to take us offline. Take a miracle for Forrest to shut us down. Ermy's guys, they're meeting, you know, they're having like a meeting together. One guy says this is bullshit. Intel says it's one guy, but there's no way this isn't a, f- a whole fire team. Ermie says, my guy in D.C. tells me we're not dealing with a student. He's a professional. Anytime, He's fucking good, dude. Anytime the military has an operation they can't handle, they call in this guy to train the troops. He's the kind of guy who would drink a gallon of gasoline and piss on a campfire. I bet he laughs at a funeral, too. You could drop this guy off in the Arctic with a pair of bikini underwear without his toothbrush. Tomorrow afternoon, he's going to show up at your poolside with a million-dollar smile. This guy's a professional. You got me? If he reaches the rig, we're going to be nothing but a giant hole in the middle of Alaska. So let's go find that son of a bitch. And I want one of you to read that at my funeral. All right. Karan, I don't know if you're probably going to outlive me. Because my body is missing and people got to find it. So we're just going to bury your head? No, there's no head. Do we got to like go find? It's like a scavenger you, hunt. You said I'm your hidden, body. I'm hidden no. throughout the building. Sorry. No, don't make us do all that shit. That's fun. People no, have it fun. Is not. Okay, if you find a part of me, you get a $100 bill. I, we can't hold you to that. The money's a, the Marty's the money's already in escrow, dude. I don't like this. I'm not doing that. Forrest pops up. We get another firefight. He takes out a bunch of goons with, I guess, what's it looks like an AK-47. I'm having a tough time seeing through these. By the way. <laughs> Nobody forced you to buy them. I don't know. Is there a package coming in my house? No. Okay. McGruder goes and finds Jennings. Uh, He says, I'm out of here. This place is going to blow. All of Jennings' goons, they start running out of the building. They reach the Aegis helicopter. Forrest grabs McGruder and throws him into the back propeller of the helicopter. I think it's probably the best kill in this movie. It's pretty cool. He Forrest has one. There's a quick little knife fight with a like a random goon. That's pretty cool. Where he he ends up using like a wall on the other end of like the knife and kind of head butts him into the the knife. It's pretty cool. 
but just like in brutal of of the big people like the big bads this is this is up there I'd rather go out this way than the way that the fucking lawyer goes out Jennings lawyer she jumps in a truck she sees Forrest and yells fuck him and then she drives straight into a gasoline tank <laughs> pretty crazy shot of her like face is just all bloody she looks like she stepped out of prince of darkness yeah she doesn't uh, immediately blow up she wrecks feels the pain tries to get out of the car and then that's when it blows up mm-hmm. billy bob thornton and another goon are talking billy bob's asking him his opinion on which way to hold his gun to look mean Forrest takes out some more guys. He's advancing through the building. He points an explosive on an elevator and sends it up to Billy Bob. Uh, him and his buddy just open fire. They explode. Forrest gets over to another part of the building. He's pointing some charges. Ermie comes up through the oil. Very Apocalypse Now style. He approaches Forrest, who grabs his shotgun, turns it around, and shoots him straight in the chest. Forrest can't believe Jennings still has the refinery online. He points a few more explosives in, in key areas. He says, all right, we've got three minutes. The timer clearly says nine minutes, so I guess he's just accounting for how slowly his body moves. Uh, let's get the hell out of here, he says. This place is going to blow. Bunch of goons approach, but they can't open fire, because if they do, everything will explode. Everything's going to explode either from forest, bullet fire, just the natural toxins in the refinery. I mean, this thing is destined to go up. They grab some knives, some wrenches. They come at forest. We get some hand-to-hand. Forest stabs a guy in the face with a hunting knife. Eventually, he finds Jennings. Jennings throws a bunch of racist remarks out there. Forrest calls this guy a piece of shit. Jennings starts to walk away, but Forrest lassos him with a like a metal wire. Puts him up on a hook. Jennings just is kind of like, all right, just shoot me already. Forrest, the lady, says, go ahead and do it. They shoot the rope that's holding him. He falls several stories down into a giant vat of oil. The lady says that was for my father. The thing she had nothing to do with. It was still her dad. Yeah, but she didn't shoot the wire or tie the guy up. I do think it would have been cool if Forrest tied him off. Because Jennings says, just go ahead and shoot me. And he says, I wouldn't dirty a bullet. I think it might have been cool if the like girl pulled out a knife and like cut the rope and dropped mm-hmm. him, you know, instead. But Seagal can't have that. Can't take his glory. Mm-mm. Can't share the spotlight, dude. All right, Aegis One start starts exploding big time. Forrest and his lady are escaping on foot. Everything's blowing up around them. They hop in a truck and narrowly make an escape. Guys, we cut over to the Alaska State Capitol building. 
Forrest is called a press meeting. He starts talking about alternative engines. They can run on anything. Alcohol, garbage, water. Satan. They get 100 miles to the gallon. The concept of an internal, internal combustion engine has been obsolete for 50 years, but we don't even know about them because of the oil cartels. These companies dump toxins into the ocean. Did Seagal they, watch Back to the Future right before this and thought that the DeLorean that Doc souped up in the future was real? Yeah, the, the one that's made out of like a food processor. Yeah. Runs on compost. He probably just taped one to the back of his station wagon and was like, I'm helping. I'm part of the solution. He might have just caught that clip and was like, oh, shit, on the news, they have this car. These sons of bitches have this technology, and they're not sharing it with the planet. Give me, give me Dr. Brown. Bring him here. Let me show him the power of love for the planet. Uh, all right, these companies, they dump toxins into the ocean. They make millions per day and can only be fined $25,000. We're angry because we're all being chemically and genetically damaged. We don't even realize it. Unfortunately, this will affect our children. If we don't we stop go- this, we're going to get a crimes of the future. <laughs> we go to work each day and right under our noses, we see our car and the car in front of us, spewing noxious, poisonous gas. Uh, The poisons, they're killing us slowly, even when we see no effect. And honestly, that's just a snippet. This scene goes on and on like that. For how long? I don't know. I don't know how long this scene is. Is it seven minutes? minutes, Cron. Six minutes. That's mm. nothing to Seagull. That's like three lady orgasms. So Originally 11 minutes. Studio forced them to cut it. They should have kept it in. Huge mistake. Release the director's cut. <laughs> Talk to the director, man. I would have loved to see the Seagull cut of this movie. There would right, be okay. no silence. It would be all ADR about how awesome Forrest Taft is. That would be great. Oh, fuck. It's great as badass again. Mm-hmm. All the Inuit people would have subtitles basically saying like this man bear is the most badass person of all time. This guy should be leading us, not that old man. Yeah. All right, eventually Forrest stops talking. A group of Native Americans thank him and hug him. We roll the credits, but oh shit, there's a post-credit scene. Forrest and his lady are happily kind of just hanging out in a canoe. Forrest spots a hawk and says like, hey, look at that hawk over there. That's it, the end, on deadly ground. 1994, directed by Steven Seagal. Dan, you did, you did it. Hit hit me with that research. 
Gentlemen, upon further research, this movie had a budget of $50 million. It made $38 million at the box office. Came out February 18th of 1994. And that weekend, you could also catch or catch Reality Bites and William Freakin's Blue Chips. Uh, pretty much everything else we kind of covered. Um, but it is now time to do the On Deadly Ground profanity quiz. Kron and Bones, you will be playing against each other. I will be asking you a certain question of a word that is profanity. And you will have to guess how many times it was used in this movie. Price is right. If you go over, it's wrong. Closest to the actual number gets the point. We'll do a tiebreaker if we have to. This is Cron Howard's movie. Would you like to go first or second, Cron? Oh, I'll go second then. Okay. Bones. How many times was the word bitch, bitch, used in On Deadly Ground? 14 times. I'm going to say nine. Cron Howard, that point is yours. The word bitch was used eight times. Bones was at a 14. Nine for Cron. So we both went over. Yeah, I guess that's zero points. We both went over. You guys want zeros? Yeah, we both went over. We established that. Cron Howard, how many times was the word shit used? I think that's higher than bitch. I'm going to say 12 here. Ron Howard's going with 12 bones. I'll take the 13. Bones, congratulations. That's one point for you. The word shit was used 22 times in On Deadly Ground. And not even by the critics. That's in the movie. <laughs> Are we on Bones? Bones, how many times is was there? The... Sorry, is there a flaw in the in the in the in the point system here when it's just two people? Because the second person's always going to get the advantage, right? Not necessarily. It just depends on the guess. Okay, you just got to guess perfectly. <laughs> okay. How many times was the word balls? Balls used in On Deadly Ground. Fourteen times. Bones, that's fourteen balls. One one time. Kron's going with one. The word balls was used nine times in this movie. Good job, Kron. Kron Howard, that's one point for you. One dollar, Bob. All right, guys. Cron Howard, how many times was the word God damn used in On Deadly Ground? Seven times. That's a seven for Cron Howard. Bones, your guess, please. Eight. 
Bones, that goes to you. The word goddamn was used 20 times in this movie. Score stands, Bones 2, Cron 1. Bones, how many times was the word Jesus used in this movie? Ten times. Eleven times. Cron's going with eleven Guys, the word Jesus was used five times in this Give movie. Bones. bones? Three? No, he didn't get a point for no, that. Yeah, no, nobody gets a point. Did you? Oh, shit. Yeah, you did. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How many times, Bones, was it, the word it's fuck? The it's the cron. Oh, Kron. How many times was the fuck used in this movie? 28 times. That's a 28 for Kron Howard. Bones? 29. That's a 29 for Bones. That is a point for Bones. The word fuck was used 30 times in this movie. Wow. God damn it. I was so close. That's you would have looked like such a fool. <laughs> Guessing one more than perfect. What do you guys want to do? Two more? What's yeah, the score? Right. Score is three to one. Yeah, let's give him a chance to tie. All right. Cron Howard. All right, this one goes to Bones. Bones, how many times was the word motherfucker used in this movie? Seven times. It's a seven for Bones. Cron Howard. Eight motherfucker. Times. Eight, eight times. times. You guys both went over. It was only used twice. Thanks a lot, Bones. Bones, how many times was the word whore used in this movie? Is it to me or to Kron? I went let. No, Kron yeah. just went. All right, I'll right? I'll just no. say a number. Uh, three times, Dan. That's a three for Kron. Bones. Four. Four. Kron Howard, right on the money with whore. Three oh, times. you look so dumb, dude. <laughs> I do? Yeah, I got a perfect and you said one more. What? Did, yeah, I look like a fucking fool right now, huh? Yeah, dude. Bones is winning three. Karan, you have two. It's fine. Gentlemen. I think guessing it right on the money should count for 10 points. That was, but that was the game, though. We we played two more rounds. Yeah. So Bones won. Yeah. Uh, listeners, write in and say who won this game. You guys want one more? No, I won. I agreed to two and I won. How many times was the word pussy used in this movie one time bones that's a one two times yeah how many cron? cron two times cron howard right on the money two times you <laughs> oh shit i got 22 points dude but you lost 
Bones is the winner of the On Deadly Ground Profanity Challenge. Congrats, That's all Bones. I got. For real, I'm like kind of dizzy trying to look through these glasses. I don't know how people take them off. I'm committed. I spent a lot of money to get these here, <laughs> and I kind of forgot I had it. I'm kind of glad I did because I've been miserable. To now that I can see, okay, now I see the advantage. See the advantage? Mm-hmm. I can't be got. Guys, is it rate my letterbox time? Yes. I think so. Rate my box. All right, uh, Dan and I both locked in Kron at a three. Uh, Dan, I'm going to give you a two. I'm going to give Dan a 2.5. I'm going to give Bones a 3. I am going to give Bones... I'm going to go with 3.5. All right, guys. Uh, On Deadly Ground from 1994, directed, starring, produced, uh, acted, blah, 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 Steven Seagal. I think this movie works really well as a five-day rental pick. Um, I think once he hits Vision Quest after that, it's kind of run of the mill. Everything leading to that's great. The bar fight, I think, is wonderful. Um, there's some stupid-ass lines in here. Um, but as we talked before, I think the acting from all of our other people, uh, even even Siegel, he does, he does decent in this movie. I think it's pretty good. But yeah, I think I'm, I'm with... I'm with the community here. I think I'm at a 2.5. It's just, I think it kind of falls off at the end whenever he's just kind of yelling like fucking directions at the, uh, at the lady that he's with there. And I think our outcome at the actual oil rig like needed to be a little more dramatic, I guess. But, uh, Save the polar bears. Come on, guys. 2.5 for Dan. Thank you. Um, I'm a three. I do agree with you. I think uh, post-Vision Quest, once he's on his mission to uh, blow this thing up, it is pretty run-of-the-mill. Even though within that run-of-the-mill, there's some pretty fun hand-to-hand, I still uh, still stand by that, uh, you know, First few movies that Seagal made, the hand-to-hand is interesting. The combat's fun. He leans into the violence pretty hardcore. He gives you what uh, you expect. And the whole environmental message tacked into an action movie is a wild fucking swing. And it's such a bummer that he turned out to be a shithead because he's 100% right in pretty much everything he says at the uh, seven-minute inconvenient truth spill at the end of this thing. Um, it's a fun watch, but it's not a good movie. So, three point oh. 
All right, guys, on Deadly Ground, uh, I gotta say, I sat down to watch this, uh, I don't know, probably five or so days ago, made it 40 minutes in, and I thought, I don't know if I want to finish this movie. Uh, it was rough, but I came back to it with a clean perspective, a clean slate, knowing kind of more what I was getting into. I gotta say the second time through, I enjoyed this a lot more than the first 40, uh, than the first time I watched 40 minutes. Um, I mean, there are just a ton of problems with it. It's basically like, uh, like action movie trope, the move, like, you know, the film, uh, it's like, we're going to lose the mineral rights in 12 days. Like it's just all these kind of like typical setups. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I know you guys both just said once you get past the vision quest, it's just kind of cut and dry, but I do think like the explosions are good. I think bringing in Arlie Ermey and Billy Bob Thornton like adds a bit of punch into that last third of the movie. Um, and more importantly, this just, this is like a five day rentals film. Uh, you get, you get unhinged, unfiltered Seagal. Um, and the message, the final ending scene, like there are parts of this that start to stray into like Tommy Wiseau, Neil Breen territory of like, I am giving you my message and it's dumb and convoluted and mixed up in this crazy thing. Um, but I don't know, man, there's a part of this that I really like. It's so trying to be smart, but being so stupid all at the same time. Uh, the entire idea of how do you stop a oil pipeline that's going to explode? You blow it up. Uh, it's just the dumbest thing possible. And I had a fun time watching it. 3.0. All right. Just to remind everybody listening, we have changed the rate my letter box scoring system. The only, uh, selections that ultimately matter that are scored are Dan and I trying to uh, identify Kron's score and with that we both got a perfect one yes congrats fellers rate my letterbox death match where both contestants can win all right, let's take a look here. On Deadly Ground would have an average rating from the three of us of 2.83. This thing would wind up at number uh, 64 on the big list. This would currently be right below Jade and right above Vibrations. There you go. Cool. What a long triple feature. (laughs) What a hand stuff in all three of those. (laughs) Throwing some pubes, you're good. (laughs) 
All right, guys, uh, that wraps up the first selection for the big three, but really not the three you want. Uh, Bones will be letting us know after the showers what his selection for a Chuck Norris film is. I guess until then, there's nothing left to say, but put your hands up. God damn, he's good. He's so good. What does it take to change the essence of a podcast? Fans? Two hours and 40 minutes. All right, welcome back, guys. I'm glad that... uh, Dan was able to wash all that shit off of him, but uh, we still got to do something about that uh, sewer line leak in the porn room. I'm after watching on Deadly Ground. I guess we just blow it up. Mm-hmm. That's the best way. That'll, okay, that's the that'll, best way. Okay, cool. So, I got dynamite in my truck. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. It is my turn to reveal the next movie in the big three, but really not the three you want. Thank you, Crown, for the category. I have selected Chuck Norris. I think Dan played me playing it cool so he could get his JCVD, but I'm happy with Chuck. Um, And in honor of Chuck, there will be no buildup, no... no ceremony to my selection. I'm just going to say it because that's what Chuck would want. Guys, we're going canon. In this movie, we fought capitalists. It's time to turn that around and fight some goddamn communists. We're watching Invasion USA. Currently available on Pluto at time of this record. It's not Sidekick Stan. It's not Top Dog. Damn it. The deciding factor was the villain in Invasion USA is played by Richard Lynch, who was just recently featured in a Thunder in Paradise episode. So let's keep it going. Wow. It's like the series won't die. (laughs) It's part of our essence now, Kron. Mm Mm-hmm. It's ingrained into the show. Dan, I'm almost positive you've seen Invasion USA. Yes. um, Been a while, but same director as uh, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, and Missing in Action, and The Prowler, and Blood Rage. Oh, shit, look at that. Kron, you seen Invasion USA? I have not, but I'm very familiar with the poster or the VHS box, at least. So, mm-hmm. isn't nobody, it kind of him on the side with like two Uzis or something? Yeah, nobody holds two Uzis like Chuck, man. There yep. you go. I guess he's more center framed, but all right. Yep. Um, save your voice, Cron. Maybe some character work next week. But uh, oh shit! Chuck- There's either swamp stuff or feet stuff. We'll see. But uh, yeah, 
let's not stand on ceremony. Let's honor Chuck by not overstaying our welcome. Dudes, next week, Invasion USA for five-day rentals. I have been Bones. That was Dan. That was Kron. Dan, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? As always, if you are on Spotify or Apple, please rate and review the show. It helps us bring the show to more people. Follow us on Letterboxd. That's where you can find all our lists, all the movies we've covered. I currently need to update it, so don't fucking look at that shit. I'll get to it. Um, you can also find us on Instagram. Uh, follow Bones. Follow uh, the page as well. But if you really want to fuck with us and we'll fuck with you because we fuck all the time, join that fucking Discord because there is a link on every new episode on Wednesdays of the Five Day Reynolds podcast that drops. Just follow that link and we'll say hi to you. You can tell us um, that Kron really doesn't have that big of a hog, I don't think. Uh, they don't fucking he, know. Photo evidence, bruh. Guys, I, I took off those uh, tactical glasses and that do-rag and like, let my hair down and I feel like you look like hotter. Nick Cage from Con Air right now. Your waves are looking sick, dude. Yeah, I guess in the A-frame shirt, that's probably helping. Yeah, we'll take a picture of that and put it on a Discord, so fucking join People it. don't need to see what I look like. But yeah, join the Discord. Yeah, we're out there. We got some shit coming up. We'll announce that uh, as the days go on and the categories get shorter. Um... But other than that, join us next week for Bones' Invasion USA from 1985. Fucking crash and burn. Crash and burn. Crash and burn.